0: another episode of the red arrow health and wellness podcast i'm your host jessica and i'm with my fantastic co-host marco yay
1: you got it right
0: i did go me
1: it's been a rough several tries hasn't it
0: it's been a rough week
1: (laughs) (laughs) it has been a rough week
0: how has your week been going speaking of weeks
1: uh in terms of workout it's been going pretty good
0: Uh, that's awesome Uh, for you we
1: did the rebooting episode and every day since then i've gotten a workout in every day I've hit my 10,000 step-step goal every day, which basically if I get a workout in, I'm hitting that goal, as Mm -hmm. long as it's not just a weightlifting, you know, static exercise, yoga type exercise. If it's a run or playing hockey or skating, I'm going to hit that goal, but I've done it every single day so far. Good job. Weight's on a downtrend, still has the usual variability, but the trend is downward Good. slowly but surely. So that's making me happy. It's getting back into where I'm a little bit more comfortable. Awesome. Yeah. But aside from that, it's been a crazy week in terms of parenting and kids and work and all that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And we got one more week and then the kids are home, so... Hooray
0: for you! Oh yeah,
1: trying to get stuff done with all four in the house. Yeah, that'll be be a lot of fun.
0: I know that you can do it.
1: Especially since this is one of those years the way things fall, they get off for holiday break, and we got a week of anticipation leading up to Christmas with them in the house, (laughs) driving starts.
0: It's going to be awesome oh
1: yeah, you. yeah how's it going for you how's your workout going first off
0: uh, it's not going well why is that i hurt my back um i can't lay flat on my back anymore i can barely lay on my side what'd you do to yourself i have no idea oh, okay i probably did something stupid like try and wash my foot in the shower or fold a shirt or something or
1: farted wrong or something completely
0: ridiculous yeah and now is my is there a back... wrong way to fart I, I don't I, I guess don't know. if you shart, that's probably the wrong <laughs> way of fart. But, um, but yeah, like sitting down hurts. Pretty much everything hurts. And my life sucks. I haven't slept in about a week. I did get on the treadmill once to participate in my, um, in my girlfriend's you challenge. You started
1: on time. As I you did. told your friends, you, you did that night.
0: Mm-hmm. I got on Tuesday. I was dying. It was the world's slowest walk. I think I was doing 1.4 miles per hour oh on the God. treadmill. Didn't even make it a full mile, but I got my 33 minutes in. So, yay me. Uh, but I haven't been back on since then because I I honestly, I'm in too much pain. And it just, no.
1: You tried to get in to see the doctor.
0: Yeah, that didn't work.
1: Nope. <laughs> you going to try again this week?
0: Um. So, last night I actually did manage to sleep through the entire night without waking up and thinking that I was going to die, so I probably won't go in because I do think that it's getting better. It's just slow. Slow. Slow.
1: Is it that it's getting better or that we just had an awesome dinner last night?
0: No, it's getting better. Awesome dinner aside. Um,
1: <laughs> we did we did support a local eatery, and I was nervous about it because uh, the weight's been going good. I've been sticking to my diet, not cheating, You know, avoiding the chips and crackers and all those other little salty treats, popcorn that I like, but aren't good for me mm-hmm. but uh kid uh kid number one was making cookies in her usual slow manner it takes forever and then she's i'm like are you almost done i'm noticing she, the, the bowl's disappearing nope she's just covering it with cellophane and putting the other half of the batch in the fridge which there's no room in the fridge for that and it's like no just finish it by that point i'm looking going there is no way i have time to cook the planned dinner nope we had some gift cards from coaching that the, the the varsity team uh, gave to me of an appreciation and uh, very much appreciate those. And it's like, all right, it's time to use one of these. Let's, uh, let's be patrons of one of the local restaurants. And in fact, it was the one where we went the night we, we met, mm-hmm. little Italian restaurant. Uh, we went there. We had our wedding reception there. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been there recently because it's, it's Italian. I mean, like <laughs> your main dishes come with a side of pasta and salad. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's really, really yummy food, but it's carb heavy, but... Um, I don't know, like, the, I know the youngest two haven't had that, had their pizza or their focaccia nope. in a long, or ever. The older two haven't had it in a long time, so we got it, put it in a massive order. You and I had ribeye steaks, which were, like, ginormous.
0: They were humongous. Like, I have but they were enough delicious. leftover for, if I wanted to, I could eat it for dinner again and still probably have leftovers.
1: Not complaining. No, definitely not it complaining. Good. It was so good. And the kids had, like... <laughs> I forgot how filling the pizza was there because we haven't had it in so long. Each kid had, like, one slice of pizza, mm-hmm. one slice of focaccia. Mm-hmm. They had our side pastas that came with our entrees, Yep, and they were full.
0: Yep, and we were like, don't you want another we're, piece of pizza? And they're like, no, we're going to explode. We ordered explode. two largest plus
1: a full <laughs> order of focaccia. And so, like, they're like, yeah, we're full. So, I'm like, well, okay, I don't know. I mean, I was supposed to make chili today. I don't know if I should bother or not, and...
0: I don't know. Your chili is really good.
1: It is really good. I mean, oh.
0: Well, I, here, look. I have enough for leftovers for dinner for me if I don't eat lunch today, and the kids have more than enough for lunch and dinner again today. But you don't have anything for dinner.
1: I can always whip something up. I like to
0: Well, cook. it's up to you. We'll let you decide since know. you're let the me, one that does most that of that. the cooking in this yeah. family. <laughs>
1: Oh, and I know what the kids are having <laughs> in their lunches tomorrow. They're
0: having pizza, like, all week long in yeah. their lunches. We have so much pizza. <laughs> it's,
1: it's good pizza. So good. And I was I was pleasantly surprised to, like, not, I came in a little a tick heavier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I was actually a third of a pound heavier today, but I thought it was going to come in, like, three pounds heavier. Because I was also having the side salad, and I nibbled on the bread. And yeah.
0: Yeah, but, like, but like it really was just a was just nibble, though. You... Yeah. took the bread away from me and ripped a small piece off and then you were good. So I was not good.
1: That's all right. It was but the good. The food was so good. So it I smelled it so good. Too.
0: I was really good about staying on my diet all week though at work. I made sure to pack my lunch every day. Everything was low carb.
1: Did you stay out of the, the candy drawer? Stayed jar. out of the
0: candy drawer. Is it at work. a drawer
1: or a jar or what is it? So there's Safe. a
0: there's a jar.
1: Venus Flytrap. And one
0: of the therapists is in charge of making sure the jar is full. But one day the jar was out and I was like, oh, man, I really wanted to re And She goes, yeah, so the drawer is just down here under my desk and you're a PM, so you can just go ahead and get in there if you want to. And I was like, oh, you should not have told me that.
1: What you need is like a candy jar that looks like the pipes with the plants that come out from Super Mario Brothers. Ooh. So then we put your hand in and it just goes. So make sure <laughs> you really want it and put like sharp teeth on it, too, because mm-hmm. if you're going to get it, you should make
0: it. that that'd be funny that would be funny the boys would have it
1: (laughs) we have it just it's true awesome
0: Mm -hmm.
1: boy what a week that calls for something to drink what are you drinking tonight
0: i am drinking a glass of the peach traminette fizz it's a it's a wine from (laughs) well because i mean like it could be anything but it's a wine and it's from red top winery and it's in southwest michigan and it's really yummy
1: the umbrella or buchanan right where like they kind of intersect fees?
0: i'm not real clear on where exactly they're just address- i mean it's not too far away from our house though i, I know, know that
1: where they're at <laughs> like i ride my bike past it but mm-hmm. in terms of where the postal codes the line the imaginary lines are drawn
0: <gasps> last year our girl scout troop did a wine and cookie pairing there they and are apparently fun. it was a really big hit we didn't get to go because i think i was sick i something, like... but. i like and yeah, by the way, they're,
1: they're not a they're not a sponsor uh, no. of our podcast. But I do like that when you go and you do a tasting flight and you have to make your picks, they literally give you guitar picks yeah. to put next to it on the menu. It's a
0: really fun winery. It's it's really big and open in there, and and not just because of COVID you because of They have a blue wine, <laughs> and it is so good. It does look like but antifreeze. It's blue. I really like red top. It doesn't taste like antifreeze. It does not. It's delicious. I mean, if you like sweet wine, if you are more of a dry person, this is probably not the winery for you. But this one is... They have
1: some fun with it. And they even have a nice Chardonnay that is aged in uh, oak barrels that previously aged rum. So it's rum barrel Chardonnay.
0: That's true. That is good, too. And
1: they've got some other ones. And they've got ciders. They've got some ciders that they've uh, infused with jalapeno. So you get some sweet and spicy. They just really have fun. They have... uh, they have wines that taste like pina colada
0: yep they do a lot
1: of tropical ones mm-hmm. so if you're going there and you want very traditional wines that's not the place for you no but if you want to have something fun fruity different hang out on the patio Their patio listen.
0: is gorgeous and they have a big open field so they you have can a bring lot of kids, live music and they can run around and it's great
1: reggae at a winery
0: yep it really is awesome there
1: which reminds me of like we went to that wine bar in um in virginia in Boston, the Boston neighborhood in arlington and we went and it was a wine store slash wine bar and we're sitting there we're watching the olympics and they're playing bob marley and we're like this has got our kind of vibe
0: was this before we had a kid
1: this was before we had kids wow yeah
0: okay i think i know i think i remember it yeah <laughs> that was forever ago <laughs> it was
1: forever ago hmm. it was fun
0: what are you drinking over there so pretty.
1: I am having a holiday mule. Yum. And we went through the recipe on this on our giving thanks recipe. This is the one where it's it's kind of a traditional Moscow mule, but then it has uh, cranberries in it. And actually, I was out of rosemary. I was going to go use some rosemary. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to use what little we have left that's growing because the frost is coming in and killing all of our herbs. And uh, we don't have that much inside. But I had, did have some in the fridge and opened it up and like, oh, it's fuzzy. Ew. So it's really just a cranberry mule. Yay! Yay. It's pretty,
0: though. you got the little copper cup, and then the red berries are in there, shining in and the And there's lights. a
1: lime floating in there, too. Awesome. Yeah. Well, cheers, sweetie. Cheers. And as we have our festive drinks, well, mine's festive. Yours is just fruity. It's pretty. Starts it's got, got bubbles. Uh, <laughs> nice sweater, by the way.
0: Uh, thank you. Nice sweatshirt.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm loving the hat very festive
0: (laughs) yep tis the season why are we so festive tonight
1: well because we're doing our holiday episode
0: hooray
1: holidays we're doing an episode on holiday traditions (laughs) what are you know what do we do how do we come to those because and we'll get into why that's a big deal everything uh this is a great one why it's important to have traditions So even if uh, I think even if you're not in, you don't celebrate Christmas, fine. Even if you're just looking to start traditions in general, this is a good episode to listen to. Even if you're you're a coach of a team and you want to build that culture or you're running a business and you want to build culture and you want to have traditions, things that you can latch on to. And that's something that we do every year and everyone rallies behind and celebrates Mm -hmm. and looks forward to. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas time. Or if you celebrate Hanukkah, or if you celebrate Kwanzaa, or if you celebrate any other holidays that are going on around the holiday season, it can be anything. That's where we're going with this, but we're gonna put, put it in the couch in the approach of Christmas time and the holiday season and traditions. And there's also a little bit of marriage stuff in here, because <laughs> like we, you know, and then we've been married for 15 years. We've been a couple for
0: 21.
1: 21. Yeah. It
0: feels
1: right. Yeah, Yeah, twenty-one. So we we had to merge some uh, some holiday traditions to make it work, and obviously we made it work at least so far.
0: Yep, so far so good. Yeah, there we go.
1: dive right into it then and why don't we start out with kind of let's run through this in the order that you do the holidays just to keep ourselves organized so we'll start with decorating okay because decorating usually starts after thanksgiving for us
0: yes our kids are really this year we
1: started a little early because it's COVID and it's weird in 2020
0: um our kids are super like we have a thanksgiving it's really exciting it's very much focused on thanksgiving and all that comes with that
1: but the a lot of browns and oranges and yellows Almost like a 70s kitchen decor. Yeah. All we're missing is the avocado green.
0: hmm Yep. Um, but the day after Thanksgiving, the kids are like, Thanksgiving is over. It's Christmas season. It's time to decorate. And also our elf comes back the day after Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, yeah. We the need elf sh- on the shelf. But we don't use the traditional elf on the shelf with the fabric body that you see everywhere. No, because Zepot. that
0: thing is terrifying.
1: He is a little creepy. And
0: also, he has shenanigans that you're supposed to do and no thank you i don't have time for
1: that so how did the elf tradition in our house start up
0: i will tell you because you did not have an elf when you were little we did did not okay so when i was like 12 my mom
1: (laughs) what a time to kick in the tradition
0: right my mom had a friend and she found out that this friend had this the world's tiniest little itty bitty metal elf and she found it one day while she was at this friend's house and she said What is this thing? And she said, her friend said, that is our elf and his name is Twinkie. And every day Twinkie moves to a new place and the girls go wild over having to find Twinkie every single day. And a few days later, an elf appeared at our house and I came home from school and there on the little shelf by the front door was the world's tiniest little itty bitty elf. And I said, what is that? Because I love Christmas and I was very much aware of every single ornament and every single decoration that we have ever had at Christmas time. And I'd never seen this thing before. And my mom said, oh, we got a Twinkie house. He just showed up while you were at school. And I was like, well, that's awesome. And then um, and then I went about my day and then the next day I was putting on my coat, getting ready to walk down to the bus stop. And I looked over at the shelf and Twinkie was gone and i was like where where did the elf go the thing was cute where it's supposed to be on this shelf where did it go and my mom came out and she was like oh he must have moved he does that he moves to a new place every single night and i was like oh, why and she said because he's watching you and he wants to be able to see because you Because that's not creepy at all i know when you think right? about that
1: he likes said, to watch
0: he wants to be able to see you from all parts of the house so that he can be very sure that you are having good behavior. And I was like, okay, but where did he move to? And she goes, you have to find him. And so my coach was abandoned, and I went dashing through the house trying to find this thing. I'm not kidding when I say that he was the world's tiniest elf. So it was an extremely... Three quarters actually, of an inch? Probably less than half an inch. Um, And I believe that... Uh, that Twinkie still goes to my mom's house every year at Christmas and they're moving here and I bet he comes with her and I'm so excited because it's like a really hard game in my parents house but
1: so not not too easy in our house but I am getting ahead of the
0: story so I absolutely loved this tradition and when we found out that we were going to have our first child
1: you made sure that their Twinkie would be making an arrival at our house
0: right our Twinkie is a little bit different than the Twinkie at my mom's house, which makes sense because all elves are different. Our Twinkie is about... He's
1: like a snowflake.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all different and wonderful in their own unique ways. Ours is
1: about two inches tall? Two Maybe and a half? Maybe three. Three. Maybe three. three. Somewhere
0: between two and a half and three inches tall. And he's green and he is adorable.
1: Chunky little guy.
0: And Twinkie shows up in our house the day after Thanksgiving. Like clockwork, he's usually on the mantle above the fireplace. Which makes sense because I'm fairly certain that's how he gets into our house. Um, And then every day after that, Twinkie is in a brand new location every single morning.
1: And on our whiteboard near where we put what are we eating every day that week Mm -hmm. and who's doing what and who needs to go where, which is less crowded these days (laughs) with the second round of Michigan lockdowns and everything. We also write down every single day between the day after Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. to Christmas, which that serves as our countdown. And then we write down where was he and who found him first. Right. And it becomes a major competition.
0: Yeah, it's. It's major. basically and
1: it's getting more competitive over as the years have gone on.
0: It's basically a gigantic game of hide and go seek. And that is all that our elf does. He doesn't bring presents. He doesn't bring um some he doesn't do shenanigans and make a gigantic mess in our house. He doesn't do any of that. He's literally just playing hide yeah, and go seek. Yeah, not he's the elaborate wonderful.
1: schemes and everything. He's not no zip kid-
0: lining through the kitchen in the living no room. No
1: kidnapping Barbie.
0: No pooping Hershey Kisses.
1: No racing the Barbie Corvette and getting into a car crash.
0: Mm-hmm. None of it. Just hide and seek. And it's wonderful. Because the kids wake up and they're like, where's Twinkie? And it's like the race is on to see who can be the first one to find him. And sometimes Twinkie is really, really easy to find. And other times Twinkie is hard to find. Like we found him one... One morning where he was face down inside of a light, like looking down from the ceiling on everybody. That was hard because you have to look up and nobody ever looks up. They just look around.
1: No, there is a psychology for that, too. When you hide things, hide them up high. Because <laughs> everyone looks down.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah. It is
1: fun. I mean, the sometimes gets...
0: Twinkie is in the bathroom.
1: Yes, on the vanity. And he's hard to see because who wants to stare right at those big globe balls that are on the vanity or the mirror <laughs> well there's the mirror and then there's the vanity or, or the lights are above the mirror and mm-hmm. then he hides above those
0: and he's peering at you while you poop
1: <laughs> yeah the three-year-old mm-hmm. had got a kick out of that this <laughs> she's, year she's,
0: twinkie watched me while i peed Right. <laughs> so that is our elf
1: it's our elf but it also helps it's a countdown it's yeah. a scavenger hunt it gets the kids looking and gets them tuned into all the decorations around the house and mm-hmm. something special
0: also Twinkie is not allowed to be touched if he is touched he loses a little bit of magic and if he loses too much magic he won't be able to get back to the North Pole and this is a big deal because apparently in the letter that came with Twinkie when he appeared at our house it said if I Every night, after everyone goes to bed, I zip on up the fireplace and I go to the North Pole and I give a report on how everybody was. And then I come back and I find my new spot and I wait for you to find me the next day. So our Twinkie is not one that's allowed to be played with. Yep. Yep.
1: Well, that's Twinkie. Mm Mm-hmm. What else we have for decorations? Ornaments. Ornaments.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite ornaments that we have on our tree or trees?
1: Growing up, uh, we had several different style trees. When I was younger, it was a little bit more kid-friendly. We had the popcorn chains going on it or the paper chains where you use the glue stick and use the construction paper and made them colorful. Mm -hmm. Then when I got a little bit older towards middle school and everything, uh, my sister's sense of style and everything Mm -hmm. went in. The tree went from being colorful and more youthful to something out of a magazine with white and the right color beads and the perfect little bows and very didn't want some of the ornaments from when we were growing up and then it eventually merged into something um kind of a combination between the two Uh, We did get every year we used to get an ornament and usually Hallmark ornaments. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody got one. But then as my sisters graduated from college and went off and were starting their own trees and families and everything, their ornaments got shipped off. And then same thing with my brother and I when we grew up. The ornaments came with us. So my parents tree is not as exciting as it used to be. Yeah, it's very nice. But it's uh, beautiful. Yeah. But when we and like when I was first off at college, my parents gave me one that actually my great grandmother had in her retirement home. And it was like the tree is like two feet tall.
0: Where is that thing?
1: We had to give it back to my mom because she wanted it. Okay. Because it had really tiny ornaments on it. It was really cute. It was really cute. Sentimental. After that one, I was actually when I was in college, one of our friends talked to to me and her boyfriend uh, also, who is now her husband. Like, you guys, you know, you need some extra money. She was working at uh Bath and Body Works. And she's like, why don't you guys come in? You can do stock. The shipments come in from UPS. You open the boxes. You restock the shelves. And we're like, do we have to wear aprons? No, no, no. The mall's closed. It's fine. Yeah, she forgot about extended hours during the <laughs> holiday season. So we had to wear stupid aprons. So for the first hour, we're there. We're like, we're asking questions. And like, my favorite is we're restocking the shelves. We're not sales staff. And uh, some woman goes, what would you recommend for my 13 year old son? He's like, none of this crap. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, while we were there, they were getting rid of, uh, decorations. The new decorations had come in from corporate and, uh, they were getting rid of old ones. So I got a white tree that I had for about three years and. um, uh, the end of undergrad and the beginning of grad school and used to throw like colored lights and lays on it. And that thing was just hideous. It was so bad. <laughs>
0: was but after awful. that,
1: eventually got a real, real tree. And real. as a couple, I mean, something with your family is a lot of those, um, those clay ornaments, especially. And then yeah. the ring been glaze and they take the Sharpie and they write the names on it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've really bought into every year is we get the family ornament for the year. Yep. I mean, A lot of years our kids get a ornament for that year, but not every year. Mm -hmm. The year they all four went as Star Wars characters, they got an ornament that matched the character they went to. So kid four was R2-D2. So she got a little R2-D2. And kid number one was Rey, but she got uh, Princess Leia. Yeah. And uh, it's like a little, a big sized one. It's a, looks like a Lego figure with a light in it. And we had a Darth Vader that year and a Captain Phasma and, but every year we get the the family ornament with like all the little heads or all the little penguins or whatever they are for the year. This year.
0: I love this year's. It's
1: great. It says 2020 and it's got hand sanitizer and toilet paper and all the little faces are wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And they have Santa hats on. And yeah, that's something, a tradition we've always got into and the kids get excited for. It. And some years we don't always go with the little clay ones anymore because... When you get six little heads on there, it gets big and yeah. bulky, and it's heavy on the tree. So we've also done ones that have been uh, on metal mm-hmm. or whatnot uh, that they, I don't know, somehow apply the uh, the design on there. But they've been cute too, and they it's Photoshop. Whatever, it works, <laughs> uh, but it still gets the the. Uh, design on there we had what little elves one year and little nisei's
0: Nisse, yes niseis. i saw that one yesterday and i was like oh it's the
1: nisei and if you don't know the nisei's ornaments. are the they look like little elves it's very scandinavian they got the big nose and the elf hat and the tiny little body and you can't even see their eyes and bushy little beards
0: mm-hmm. yeah. we have a giant nisei under our tv
1: i love the nisei you built you and you and a friend went to a little class on how to make them and she's actually yeah. got a shop now where she's turning these things out but yours is extra special because you were supposed to bring socks
0: no you're we supposed to bring an old sweater or oh, a okay. t-shirt or something
1: you didn't
0: i didn't have an old sweater to break down but i had something else
1: yeah you brought up one of my original pairs of hockey socks from mm-hmm. when i was playing my old blackhawks style hockey socks of the red with the white and black stripes yep and you turned the niece in that into a nisei so his hat is made out of hockey socks. I still think you should start in a little Etsy shop and just do Nisei's, not to, not to uh, crimp your, your friend's style, but only hockey socks. Hockey-themed Nisei's. I
0: have to find the directions on how to make the Nisei first. I have them somewhere.
1: I've got some other hockey socks that need to be retired, too. Oh, well. Yeah. We'll see. But they're the, the knitted-style hockey socks, the ribbed ones. hmm Yeah.
0: And they look like a sweater. They oh. look
1: like a sweater. We look at it like, that's totally Blackhawks.
0: Yeah, it's great. Also, he has a really big nose, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Our Nisei is named Ivar. I don't it know how we, how we get that name.
0: Ivar Lovas, because I am a dork. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Behavior analysis stuff.
0: Behavior analysis all the way. Also, it fit with the theme of Nisei. So, there you go. Totally. Um, So, we have the family ornaments, and those are a really big deal. Yep. We all really enjoy them. I... I'm super sentimental, so some of my favorite ones are the ornaments that the kids make every single year at school. I love them. They look like hot garbage, but they made them, and they're super proud of their work, and I am going to keep them forever.
1: But the other part is, over the years, we're starting to get... I mean, we got four kids. Yeah. They add up. They do. So we've got the the second tree, Mm -hmm. and a few years ago, we upgraded our main Christmas tree to... We have fake trees. Yeah. But we upgraded to one that looked more realistic. It had the lights already built into it, although we put more lights onto it because you can't have enough lights.
0: I like for my trees to be glowy.
1: So the older one, though, was still in good shape. So we moved it upstairs, and the front of our house has a big open picture semicircle window, and Mm -hmm. you can see that. So it's up on a landing up there, so you can see it out that front window. We put big lights on that one. Mm -hmm. But that's also... The overflow for the kids' ornaments from school. There are some down on our main tree, mm-hmm. especially the really ones that are just like they're super cute and sentimental. But some of the other ones, especially the paper ones, it's like okay, they can go on the kids' tree. We've got some other ornaments we've given the kids up there, the superhero ones and stuff. Go up there. Target
0: has this really cute line of ornaments, um, and they're like
1: big head ones, big that...
0: headed ornaments with these cute little smiley faces. They almost on them, look like but...
1: Funko Pop, but they're not.
0: Yeah very similar though um and so they've got ones up there they've got like a spider-man and they've got there's a batman i have a rainbow bright doll one up there um
1: we got buddy the elf
0: yes we have a buddy the elf he's so cute just all kinds of fun things the kids get a really big kick out of them and they honestly there's not we really some room princesses
1: on there too mm-hmm.
0: there's just not a lot of room on our big christmas tree downstairs for all of these cute little ones that the kids love, so they go upstairs too, and the kids get a really big kick because that is their tree. They're in charge of putting it together. They're in charge of putting the lights on it. They're in charge of decorating it. We don't really do a whole lot other than move it closer to the balcony after it's they been have put some together.
1: Generic uh, Christmas balls they put on it that are mm-hmm. shatterproof. Yes, Most of the ornaments are break. shatterproof. The tree topper is kind of a country style esque. Uh, what you know, um, metal. It looks like it has a patina on it. Mm-hmm. Star. Can't break it. I've tried. Yeah, you know, with, with uh punches <laughs> in it so nothing on that tree is fragile that thing could fall from the landing upstairs all the way down to the main floor and i think everything would be intact the i think the would branches
0: d- would probably pop off of the posts but other than that yeah but they pop be back
1: in mm-hmm. uh you know the floor would incur more damage than the tree would for
0: sure um so those are
1: and it's a great way that way we're not you know no one's upset that we're not displaying their ornament but it might get it might get booted up to the, the other tree, the second tree, but then it's not like it's hidden in the house. It's not uh-huh. like it's down in the basement. It is actually more visible to the entire neighborhood than our main tree.
0: Yeah, it is. Also, this is the tree the kids see right when they pop out every single morning from their rooms, and it's like all of their ornaments staring them right in the face, and they all go, oh, there's my little picture person today, so it's it's sweet.
1: Yeah, and when we do our, our nice family photos and stuff, it's not covered with giant ornaments which is basically just something uh, artwork the kid did that the teacher laminated and put a pipe cleaner over that's about three feet wide (laughs) you know and you we get these parents you know we do you don't want to throw them out but it also it's like that's a lot of real estate on the christmas tree and in the christmas photos the official photos you do in front of your tree and it's like (laughs) yeah we'll put that on the other tree upstairs
0: yeah but we do have some choice
1: handmade oh,
0: ornaments that are on our main christmas if you, tree if
1: you look closely you see them they kind of just blend in because they're do. of normal ornament size but yes there are some going what
0: right so i have an ugly mouse ornament and i made it when i was in like a second maybe first first grade probably and i was in girl scouts and the, the girl scout activity for that day was paint this ornament And then you can take it home and you can put it on your Christmas tree. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. But also, I am not good at art. And apparently my painting skills as a first grader left a lot to be desired. So there were three choices of ornaments. I don't remember what the other two were. But I picked a mouse with a heart in the background holding a screw. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Apparently this was the best one to have. Yeah, so I painted the heck out of this little mouse. He's gray and he has pink ears, and he has black eyes. And the screw is black eyes, black Bell eyes, bow eyes. Mm-hmm. And the screw is gold. And then the heart is just multicolors, and it's gorgeous. Why did
1: Why did the base mouse have a screw in the first place?
0: I don't know. Maybe you can figure that out in this picture. Can you tell? Like I maybe he's putting the heart together i, I honest to god I have no idea
1: oh my god it really is a screw i'm like maybe it's a mushroom nope, no it's, it's threaded screw. i don't know what's going on there
0: um we'll put this up it'll be great everybody will love it anyway so i'm super proud of this thing and i brought it
1: home <laughs> i'll put it up on friday because on fridays i've been posting christmas ornaments oh
0: awesome i brought it home and i was like mom i made you an ornament and she was like oh great and i gave it to her and she was like, "Oh, it's a mouse? My mom hates mice. She hates them." I didn't know that though. Um and so I was like, "We're going to we're going to put it on the Christmas tree." And she was like, "Oh, that's great." And then I said, "And we're going to keep it forever, and it'll go right in the front of the Christmas tree." And apparently my mother did not love this plan, but she played along for many, many years. And then one year in middle school, We were decorating the tree. I found my, we started affectionately calling it the ugly mouse ornament because it is hideous and that's fine. I own it, but it's mine. So I love it. Also, I signed my name to the back of it and that's a really big deal. Um,
1: Why is that?
0: Because it was like first grade and first graders have terrible handwriting, but it's a snapshot of where I was at as a kid. So it's important. So anyways, I unpacked my ugly mouse and I was like, yes, my ugly mouse. I'm going to stick it right here, right in the middle of the front of the Christmas tree so everybody can see it right when they walk into this room. The next morning, I get up, go to look at the Christmas tree because I love Christmas trees. I love the lights. I love to see the ornaments. I go over there and I I looked and I was like, where is my mouse? Where is my ugly mouse? Mom,
1: where is my ugly mouse ornament?
0: And she said, I don't know. It's somewhere on the tree. I probably just moved it. I was like okay and i proceeded Did you move
1: to the back no
0: i proceeded to look all over the tree for the ugly mouse and it was nowhere to be seen so then i had to go to school You
1: gotta look harder
0: apparently that's yeah. what they said then i went to school and then unbeknownst to me a conversation took place between my parents because my dad had also seen this and he went over to my mom and he went i don't know where you put that ugly mouse but you need to get it back and put it back on the tree before she flips out And my mom said, I hate that ugly mouse. I threw it in the garbage because I don't want it anymore. It's hideous and it's a mouse and I hate it. And my dad was like, well, you need to go into the garbage and get it out of the garbage and put it back on the tree. And so she did. When I, was, when I came home from school, the ugly mouse was back on the tree. Not in front and center, but it was back on the tree. And I was like, oh good, my ugly mouse, he's back. I must have just missed him. And so every year after that, I made sure to be the one to like package up my ugly mouse in the tissue paper because I didn't know what exactly had happened. I just knew something weird had happened with my mouse and it was very special to me. And I wanted to make sure that it was well taken care of when it was time to put the trees away. So I like always was the one to wrap it and then unwrap it the following year and put it on the tree. I started well, to put it.
1: You know, your mom wasn't going to put it on the tree. Exactly.
0: So I started to put it in the back of the tree because she didn't love it. And I had figured it out by then. And then fast forward many years to the year where I moved down to Florida to start going to Florida State for grad school. My mom mailed us a box full of ornaments because like we were broke and we had that well yeah we were <laughs>
1: grad students
0: exactly so we had a christmas tree was it the junky white one
1: the first year there was yeah. the junky white okay.
0: one okay so we had the junky white christmas tree but we really didn't have anything other than light so she mailed a gigantic box full of ornaments that she was sending us she had bought some and then she had picked some off of her tree to send us and right
1: and in... there was ones like you know when you were the year you turned 16, you got a little tiny Corvette ornament, yeah, kind of like when I was uh 15. I had to add driver's ed that year, that was a big thing. My ornament that year was like a little squirrel driving a car mm-hmm. with like an acorn for a helmet,
0: yeah. And like I had and a we collection still have those on
1: our tree every cat year, cat
0: ornaments that they bought me every year for a couple of years because our
1: kids are like,
0: You've got Looney Tunes ornaments, I've
1: got Looney Tunes ornaments. I've mm-hmm. got uh, like the year that I got there's one year I got really into cross country skiing, and that year my ornament is Speedy Gonzales... Yeah. Who has, I think, been pretty much retired by uh, Looney Tunes for
0: obvious reasons. Obvious
1: reasons. He's not PC enough for Mm-mm. this century anymore. But back then, he was one of the characters. And that one, he was there, that year, he was on on skis. And so that was my ornament for that year. And he's still on our tree now.
0: The kids love him. They They're don't like, know what he is, but they love him.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't brought myself to actually show them his cartoons, Mm-mm. but they think he's a cute little mouse with a crazy hat and skis. Yep. And we'll just stay with that.
0: So I opened up this box and I was like, oh, Marco, my mom sent us ornaments. Yay. And so we were unpacking them. We were putting them on the tree. And then I get down to the bottom of the box and it's this wrapped up piece of tissue paper. And there was a note. And the note said, this is yours. You have your own Christmas tree now. I want you to have it. And I opened up the tissue paper and it was my ugly mouse. So I've kept it. Marco thinks this is hilarious. Um, He goes on our tree every single year. The kids know this story. They think it is hysterical. Well,
1: initially he went on a tree, but he usually went towards the back
0: I mean, or on the really sides. Ugly. He is
1: really ugly. But like, of course he's going on our tree. The kids have learned this story now, and now suddenly he's front and center every year.
0: Because they think it's hysterical. They
1: also like to point it out to their grandmother when she comes over, like,
0: look, it's the ugly mouse. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, the one you threw in the garbage and then had to take <laughs> out the garbage. Um, so yeah, he's on our tree. It's one of those really fun Christmas stories. It's just, it's fabulous.
1: And then what was it? Last year, the year before? I think you, two years ago. Something you got some ornaments. I did for the kids. The little, um, what are they? Clay, but it... it's
0: yeah, it's like a um a porcelain. No, it's a clay. Yeah, I got some blank clay, clay ornaments yeah, from yeah, like Michaels months, or something that the kids
1: could paint, mm-hmm. and now they have their own collection of. Ugly, ugly ornaments aren't and, they penguins
0: well um kid number two selected a penguin to paint kid number one picked out a rainbow with clouds kid number three picked something and so did kid number four i don't, kid I four don't know had a
1: penguin I think no this
0: th- is kid number two's
1: okay kid two had a penguin i don't know what. there's more than one penguin on the tree is there yeah
0: okay well this is the one that i've selected to talk about because it closely approximates my <laughs> ugly mouth very
1: much because it's got the black eyes
0: well he has blue eyes oh,
1: sorry.
0: but they are in the same vein
1: yes they're the about the same size ugly mouse right because it's not just um, the painting it's not just the eyes it's like a significant part of the face
0: yep um <laughs> so i i had bought the paint I bought the paint and the ornaments and i bought glitter so they could sprinkle the glitter on while the paint was still wet and then they would be like super sparkly in the tree lights so i it was christmas vacation i was like hey let's make ornaments put all the stuff on the table and i was like go nuts show me what you can make and they were like yes we're gonna do this it's gonna be gorgeous kid number two like honestly i'm surprised that he painted the whole thing as well as at this time
1: he was still in his drawing like when he had to do coloring at school they're like color this picture and he's like one stripe of blue crayon i'm done yes colored
0: so it was shocking to me that he he painted the entire thing and he put glitter on it and i was so happy and it's beautiful and he signed his name to the back it's got the year on it and it is just so special to me but it looks exactly like my ugly mouse and I think it's great so this also goes on that tree and he is the one that hung up the ugly mouse this year and the ugly penguin and they are right next to each other front and center on the tree (laughs) Mm -hmm. and if I ever find blank mice at a craft store that are ornaments I'm going to make all four of our children paint them And we're going to send them to my mother. The grandchildren will have made them. And she can't get rid of those.
1: Oh, they're moving to town. We'll just send the grandchildren over to hang them on her tree.
0: And then they'll be over to check to make sure they're still there. Yes. Multiple times. It'll be great. Look, this
1: is 2020. We're heading into 2021 and beyond. We'll just set up a webcam. (laughs) (laughs) Technology. Broadcasting live. to the. (laughs) We'll lock it down. We'll put some security passwords on it so the kids can get on their mobile devices and check out. Did. (laughs) their grandmother move the ornaments
0: Mm -hmm. so do you have any sentimental ornaments on the tree
1: oh of course i've got sentimental ornaments on the tree i've got especially some of my favorites are the uh, hockey ones that my brother and i had when i was a kid it's a two-piece ornament set with little penguins playing hockey and growing up we actually had two of these sets so it wasn't like he had the goalie and i had the shooter and they hang on different branches but you have to hang them up in relation to each other Mm -hmm. um he had a, a pair, I had a pair, and so my sisters used to whine about it when I was growing up. Because it's like, there's so much like penguin and hockey, We've, it's redundant. And it's like, no, but now he's got his off of his house, I've got mine in my house, I love that. Uh, I've got some little clay ones of a little scuba diver and a little um, hockey, or a little scuba diver, a little hockey bear. My aunt made me the hockey bear one, my sister made me the scuba diver just ones like that I had growing up. And then even looking through them, I've got a little bunny rabbit running with a Walkman.
0: Yeah, he's pretty cute. With a
1: cassette player. That's when I was running cross country in high school. And I just look at these and then the memories come back with them of why they were significant. And then we've got the ones like there's uh, the the mommy snowman, the daddy snowman with the little baby snowman. That's when we had kid one. That was that our first Christmas with her.
0: Is like my very favorite ornament to put on the tree.
1: And Very favorite. It's and adorable. They've never made
0: one. another, like, it was only released for one year. It's super cute. There were a whole bunch of friends that were also pregnant at the same time, and I bought this ornament for them so that they could also have it, but then they took it out of rotation, and, like, you can't find it anymore, and nothing they've ever made has been as cute as this little snowman family. Yeah. Um, but it is just so precious to me.
1: And we also, like, you like the glass ornaments, the big glass. Uh, the mercury balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we've got a few that uh, like from a hand-painted one from when we were in D.C. with cherry blossoms and the Washington Monument. And it says Tomasi Family on it. We've got a nice Florida State one like that. Mm-hmm. We had a St. Joe, Michigan one because uh, we grew up in St. Joe with the lighthouses. But that one didn't survive having children and them decorating the tree. Nope. It was super fragile. I have not found a replacement for that one yet um
0: We've got. A couple. I really,
1: I really enjoy the, and he's big, but the <laughs> gingerbread man, and I make sure he goes towards the front every year because it's a gingerbread man, and then there's a cutout on half his body, and you see his ribs and his intestines, and I've put this up on our Instagram account for Red Arrow Health and Wellness, and I, I it's something like you know, take care of your body inside and out, and whatever. It's a hilarious ornament, and it totally fits us, because it's gingerbread man, it's traditional, it's holiday, and then we got the science nerds having way too much fun with it. Your mother hates that ornament, by the way.
0: I mean, it's, it's I don't terrifying. Think,
1: I don't think my mom's really fond of it either.
0: I don't care. I love it. It's our
1: house. Oh, Anatomy
0: is amazing, and it's a gingerbread man. You science. can see all of his little gingerbread parts. But it's, it's actually artwork, and it's by an artist named Jason Freeney, and his... The vast majority of his work that he has is like half um, half regular looking, full size with the skin intact um, Doesn't he have a line
1: of like Super Mario ones too?
0: He's done everything. He's done the Sesame Street characters. He's done the Looney Tune characters. He has done gummy bears. He's done everything. Anyways, he was selling ornaments one year and I saw it and I was like, I will have that on my tree. And I bought it, and it's just amazing. The kids are fascinated by it because you can see the gingerbreads insides, and it's awesome. It's definitely a conversation piece when people come over because n- nobody else has one. It's weird.
1: <laughs> like, he has balloon animals, like a balloon animal dog, mm-hmm. but the balloon is clear, and you see the the skeleton and in the intestines of the dog.
0: Yeah, he's done My Little Ponies. And this is
1: going to totally turn off a lot of people, but, like it is spongebob stay puff uh stay puff marshmallow man
0: Mm -hmm.
1: oh there's mario i'm flipping through a site right now
0: yeah he's he's really nemo i follow him on instagram i can't get enough of his art um i would have many more pieces if i could but it's it's lots of fun and it creates like something to talk about with the kids and it's not like gross like ew this is disgusting anatomy oh it's not gory with blood it's cute It's like a cute little set of intestines and a cute heart and cute bones. It's adorable.
1: Look at this one. He's got a new one, or at least Mm -hmm. I haven't seen. It's little um, toasted marshmallow guys, and they have like little bubbles on it, arms and legs, and they're holding like a a pitchfork with a hot dog on it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I find it funny and cute.
0: Yeah. Another thing that I really enjoy putting on the tree every year, I have a small collection of ornaments that my grandma had on her tree. And so they're glass and they're from like the 1950s or the 1960s. And some of the parts of like the glitter or the, um, detail paint on them are starting to rub off and they just, they look old and I think that they're fabulous. And I like to point out when we pull them out of the box every year, I like to point out, Oh, this was my grandma's and it's super special to me. We need to give it a really nice spot the top of the tree and it makes the kids happy
1: what other uh decorating traditions do we have, we have uh, the kids you do really most like of to
0: put the beads on the tree
1: yeah well that's less of a tradition and more of i just feel like it needs a little bit something so we do the string of beads around just to kind of finish it off so it's not just ornaments and lights
0: so i've been thinking yeah when i was little my mom used to put tinsel on the tree you remember tinsel yes i think we need to start doing that oh lord because it's shiny and the lights will glint on it and it'll be super pretty Mm -hmm. so we should start doing that again
1: all right next year
0: okay i'm gonna find it they make it without (laughs) lead now apparently in the (laughs) 80s and before it was made with lead
1: definitely like you know in the 60s it was probably lead and asbestos and what else was bad for you
0: cocaine (laughs) (laughs) because like it was in the soda so might as well be in the tinsel not in
1: the 60s like the 1860s maybe but
0: at some point there was cocaine
1: (laughs) yes there was cocaine and coca-cola once upon a time oh my god just (laughs) all right moving on from decorations let's do a side trip down holiday movies yes what movies and what's like look you're you and i are big into cinema and movies but What classic traditional ones do we need to show our kids? It's just we got to watch them every year at least once for it to be the holiday season. What are the traditional family?
0: My all-time favorite Christmas movie is A Christmas Story with Ralphie and his gun and the pink bunny suit.
1: And we usually watch it on Christmas Day because it's on repeat all day on all day. one of those channels on TBS. One of 24 those twenty-four hours of a Christmas story. Where got like it's amazing. Some intern manning the station just hitting repeat.
0: They they started doing that in the early nineties, and I discovered it and I was like, family, it's a Christmas story all day long, and they hated me, but it was on TV
1: all day long. To be fair, we don't watch it all day long, but we do have it on.
0: We do. We watch the entire thing at least once, all the way on Christmas Day, but. Leading up to Christmas, I watch it multiple times. Yes. The kids are like, this is not as great as you think it is. And I call them liars and make them watch it anyways.
1: At least once before Christmas, uh, the kids watch the classic Grinch with Boris Kar- Karloff, the yep. cartoon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not the Jim Carrey one. That one freaks him out a little bit. Especially the little one.
0: Yeah, she's not super into that. The boys like it more. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey is a hoot.
1: Home Alone plays a lot through the month of December.
0: Home Alone number two is pretty good too.
1: Yeah. None um, of the other ones though.
0: No, the rest of them suck.
1: You like Christmas with the Clanks. Cranks. Cranks. We always go Clanks because we know a family called the Clanks. Yep, we do. Yep.
0: Um, I do like Christmas with the Cranks. I think it's adorable. Nobody else will watch it with me though. But I
1: need to watch Die Hard at least once. Yep. And usually Die it's Hard a Christmas Two. Movie. Die Hard Two is also a Christmas.
0: Die Hard number two is boring.
1: Well, But Die Hard, I mean, look, it's not Christmas until, you know, Alan Rickman falls off of Nakatomi Plaza.
0: Spoilers. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I have a movie from the 80s that I absolutely adore.
1: It's not Christmas until I (laughs) whine about you watching (laughs) this movie.
0: You cannot find it at this point anywhere other than YouTube. The Hallmark Channel has stopped showing it. They used to show it at least once every year. A couple years ago, they quit Doing that. And so I found it on YouTube. It's not available on DVD or Blu-ray. And it is called A Smoky Mountain Christmas. And it has Dolly Parton in it. Lee Majors is in it. And John Ritter. John Ritter is in it.
1: And it's amazing. No, it's not.
0: Yes, it is. It's got songs. It's got a cute little country Christmas out in the mountains. It's got a witch. Deep into the mountains. Oh yeah. We're talking
1: like banjos out in the mountains.
0: Yep. It's got a witch. And it's, it's got very
1: deliverance. It's got a paparazzi guy,
0: and it just has all kinds of things, and it's wonderful. <laughs> Bad police officers, orphans, everything.
1: Black magic.
0: Dolly Parton curses. Dolly Parton. Um, anyways, we used to. Oh, watch there are this... some
1: questions this year about Dolly Parton and geometry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dolly's yep, and her Dolly's triangles. geometry. Yeah, her triangles,
1: her cones.
0: Her cones. <laughs> um.
1: The girls had questions.
0: They did. The oldest one was like, "She trying to be like Madonna with her triangle boobies," and I was <laughs> like, "Uh, no. If anything, it's the opposite." And I'm
1: coming in from the kitchen, going, <laughs> "Those are cones. You're in, you're learning <laughs> geometry. We use the correct terms here."
0: Right. Um, they are noticeable. Anyways,
1: dollies are more domes than uh, this. Cones. This movie
0: aired sometime in the early '80s, and we used to we had family friends that we would see. Very often, they lived just across town from us when we lived in Georgia. And we'd get together, and one of the things that we did was watch this movie together. We'd find out when it was coming on TV, because this is like before VCRs. And we'd find out when it was coming on TV, go over to the houses. The dad would make popcorn. It was amazing popcorn. And then we would watch this movie. And it was great, and we did it every single year. At some point, um, this family managed to get it on videotape so then we could watch it whenever we wanted to and it was fabulous so yeah it is one of my little christmas traditions because i like the songs i like the storyline i think it's cute it's like wholesome um so i make everybody watch it with me at least once last night i saw an interesting poll what poll is gremlins a christmas movie
1: oh it is at christmas time we don't usually show it to the kids because there is a scene. There's a scene. There's a scene where about a discussion about a. Nope, chimney. that's all you need to say. Yeah. There's a discussion. And so we usually, if we do show it to them, we skip the part. They've seen Gremlins 2 mm-hmm. a lot more than they've seen Gremlins 1.
0: I think that Gremlins number one is a Christmas movie. Gizmo is a gift. He is a Christmas gift.
1: I mean, there's Christmas lights, it's snowing, it's Christmas there's time. There's a
0: tree. Like, there's an entire scene involving a Christmas tree.
1: What about the classics? The Rudolph Shiny New Year. Ew. Or no, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Frosty the Snowman cartoon, the one with uh, Bumble and... That's Rudolph. That's Rudolph. hmm They all merge together after a while. The, all the little the claymation gas. ones. The one with uh, bro, Bert Ives or whatever his name is. Frosty. As, as the Frosty. Snow well, ma-
0: he's in Rudolph, but he's in the narrator, snowman. yeah. Um, so... Uh, I let our oldest two watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer once because like we watched it every single year growing up and they picked they were little but like our kids were little and they picked up on the really really terrible parts of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and I was like yeah
1: like the bullying and like
0: they were awful to Rudolph and it made them feel bad And so I was like, you know what? We're just, we're going to be done with this movie. You don't ever have to watch it again.
1: We usually don't watch those. They do watch the Charlie Brown one, but they like The Great Pumpkin more than they like the Christmas one.
0: Yeah, but the Christmas one is very sweet.
1: You and I like to watch it at least once every Christmas.
0: Kid number two loves it. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Kid number one's ready for Die Hard.
0: Probably. Actually, they probably all are. It's not terrible Kid 4 won't care she won't want to watch they've it. watched james bond movies so i don't see how this is any different as long as we
1: watch out for the because you know if we're watching the unedited version the party scene when the terror show up
0: yeah body parts are in that scene yeah briefly
1: um, but other than that yeah and they've seen the harry potter movies so it might confuse them a little bit about snape <laughs> but they understand the but he looks parts.
0: very different
1: well he's got go goatee
0: um also significantly younger <laughs> yeah um let's see what else do we like to watch oh on amazon i wound up buying um the cartoon version of mickey's christmas carol where it's mickey mouse and Minnie, and then they have like like playing bob cratchit and you know, then funny scrooge is we mcduck have, we have disney is playing plus now and that's on Scro- there yeah but I, we didn't have disney plus before this was last year before we had disney plus and so i desperately wanted to watch it and nobody was showing it um so I just bought it on Amazon. I was like, oh, we're going to have this forever because I'm never getting rid of Amazon.
1: Yeah. But getting back to traditions, the traditions like for us, we got to have Home Alone. Yeah. We got to have uh, Christmas Vacation, of course. We've got to have Die Hard. You Christmas have to have story. Christmas Story. You have to have Smoky Mountain Christmas. I, I do. Could, I could live the rest of my life without that.
0: Nope. What's gonna happen is, but
1: I'm, but I guess part of the Christmas tradition is me bitching about it. I guess. Yeah.
0: I just ignore you.
1: <laughs> well, that's part of the tradition too. <laughs> I whine about it, you watch it and ignore me, and those are the those are the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on for movies. Fine. Yes. Should we get into food?
0: Okay, I like and food. Baking. I mean, obviously,
1: mm-hmm. there's Christmas cookies and making those. Yeah. Uh, growing up, we Christmas Eve we used to go to. Uh, we would go to church every year on Christmas Eve. Same. And so, dinner on Christmas Eve, uh, especially when I was younger, was usually light because we'd go on Christmas Eve and then we'd do Christmas festivities afterwards. So it was usually something light. Now there, I mean, there was one year I still remember my dad just ordered us pizzas. <laughs> but, you can
0: get pizza on Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh,
1: but most year, and that was at that point, my brother and I were in college and like or high school or college, and my sisters were older, and there weren't grandkids involved. Most years, though, like one I remember is a lot of years we did the seafood dip. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, growing up, access to good quality seafood in the Midwest was not the best. <laughs> now, infrastructure and transportation are much better now in distribution, but so it was basically uh, cream cheese, fake crab, crab with a K, cocktail sauce and maybe a little hot sauce and then you use the hand mixer you mixed it all up and you had that with like a variety of different crackers and Mm -hmm. apple slices so there was a lot of that Uh, a lot of just real simple uh, spreads of like dips and crackers and fruit and maybe some salamis or cheeses and stuff so i guess now you'd go with the meat and cheese board the charcuterie board yeah whatever
0: it's nice
1: it was nice so that was Christmas Eve, and then um, Christmas Day, Mom would make something for lunch or dinner uh, that was a nice, big meal. Usually like a turkey or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of years we had a spiral cut ham because uh, through work, one of the sellers or distributors who would be sucking up to higher level management would give them all. Um, you know, all the various vendors would give people like my dad something, so we'd get like a. 25 pound spiral kite ham yeah <laughs> um uh, honey glaze and my dad would get a few other ones so like one would be for christmas but usually we'd have one that my brother and i would just like we were having ham sandwiches all december and january <laughs> and like any like we need a stack let open up the foil and just grab some and, some
0: more ham yeah. <laughs> week three ham <laughs>
1: yeah lots of ham uh but morning was the christmas and easter roll the cinnamon rolls my mom would make which I've always been trying to get you to do for us. And my mom has taught you how to do them. She, this year, she started teaching kids four how to do it Look, them.
0: those are the most it's complicated just... thing I've ever had to make in my entire life. And honestly, you know how to bake. And you're the one that loves these things, so you should be the one to make them.
1: Why don't you calm down a little bit? Because I've just kind of accepted they're not happening on Christmas. Because I'm already cooking all the other rest of the meals. If
0: you want to get the Pillsbury kind, where I can just open the tube and stick them on the pan... I am down with that idea. It doesn't
1: really matter anymore because we're going low carb and we've been doing low carb and it's working for us. So like we're not doing the the kids have done the low the Pillsbury ones where you just pop them out. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. It's a tradition that hasn't transferred over to our merged family. Right. But for us, we we'd get up, we would do stockings, you know, and I I guess we can talk about this kind of gets into like what's going on. So both our families would go to church on Christmas Eve. Yep. In my family, we would do the presents from all the siblings and godparents like Christmas Eve night. And that kind of grew out of uh, my understanding, too, because I was little. But my brother and I just couldn't wait. And we were pinching and poking and shaking. Mm -hmm. And some years my dad would like leading up like the week of. It was like, you can open one today. You can open another (gasps) one today. Really? But like it turned into like the sibling presents were Christmas Eve. And then the presents from Santa and grandparents and most of the parents and everything would be Christmas morning. After everyone was awake, uh, we did have the thing though for many years where uh, after we did sibling presents, we'd be sitting around hanging out, and then Santa and Mrs. Claus would appear at our house and come sit down and pass out a round of presents, and then they would be coming back. But we actually got to sit on Santa's lap in our living room.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it was pretty awesome. That <laughs> in that part you can you can grasp, but it's the siblings exchanging presents. On Christmas Eve, that that just wasn't going on with your family. So when no. we were merging traditions,
0: no, it's not the siblings' presents because my family also did siblings' presents on Christmas Eve, but that was it. It was siblings' presents. Um, actually, that's not true. Grandparents' presents and godparent presents, all on Christmas Eve. That was it. No presents from parents. No presents from grandparent. Er, um, anybody else? No, only only siblings. Which I only had one sibling, so it was like one gift like it was not a big to do and there was no we did not have santa claus come to our house on christmas eve so there were no special santa presents
1: at least not on christmas eve
0: yeah um we had to wait until christmas morning for the big like parents presents and for santa presents and anybody else that had given us presents like we had to wait and so you and i got married and then we had a kid (laughs) and you were like yes we're gonna do presents from us she's gonna she's gonna give Look, us presents we're gonna give year, each other presents and i was christmas, like no we're not
1: when they're that little and they're like she was five months old or something three months old three months
0: i am positive
1: yeah three months when she's like three months old and you know, christmas getting her to like you know she wasn't even up much and even the following year when she was one f- 15 months old and we had a new four month old it was getting them to open stuff takes forever. <laughs> you might as well start a week early. It's going to take you until New Year's to get them okay. all open.
0: But you were like, yeah, we can give her her presents from us tonight. And you and I can give each other presents. And I was like, no, our presents from each other need to be given tomorrow morning on Christmas. And it has like it is a fight that we have. Every single year because you, Disagreement. Insist, it's not a
1: full fight. you
0: insist on giving me my presents from you on Christmas Eve and I can't stand it and <laughs> I give you my presents on Christmas Day and I'm pretty sure that you hate that too. <laughs> so yeah, but we do do siblings presents on Christmas Eve and they get a really big kick out of it. Um, if the godparents send presents, they get to open those on Christmas Eve as well grandparent presents have to wait until christmas day yes um, unless we are at your mom's house in which case if it's we're at the her big, house and that's what we're
1: doing it's, yeah it's a big family thing now we have lucked out like so when we were in florida we didn't have to split our time between the like when we first started dating we had to split our time between the two houses yep and then we moved to florida and was like not a problem then we went to virginia and really not a problem maybe somebody came out to see us rarely but uh it was our house, so it was this well. every day. Now, like, my parents live not too far from us, and your parents are moving back to town mm-hmm. not too far from us. <laughs> though this will be fun. Uh, the nice thing, like, in, we picked up from your family was uh, we get up, we do some, pre- you know, have some coffee and everything. Then we do presents under the tree. Mm-hmm. Then we do a brunch, and it's like a heavy brunch.
0: Yeah. We always made, like, pancakes and bacon and eggs and Everything else and then for you breakfast.
1: did stockings whereas when I was growing up stockings we did first no the, yes for my family know, growing I'm just up i saying that it's wrong yeah <laughs> when I was growing up we did stockings first and then we would uh do presents under the tree and then we'd eventually eat and it was you know whatever yeah so but so we've merged, we've done that and we' do the like we're gonna be in PJs until we finish our stockings and it might be like heading towards lunchtime mm-hmm. well my parents are taking that like, like we refuse to let anyone come over. To, like, we just want to sleep in. And we just want to take it easy in the morning and not get out of our PJs until the stuff. And so, like, my parents are like, we can't go near your house on Christmas Day. Like, look, at four in the afternoon, swing by and say hi to the kids and whatever.
0: Yeah, we're not doing anything. We're playing with toys and watching Christmas movies. So we
1: used to, on Christmas Day, we would go to the movie theater and go watch a movie, especially once my, my brother and I got to, like, junior high and high school, which my, my sisters were in college or whatever, And even, like, towards the end of elementary because we'd knock out all the Christmas stuff like before 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then every, we'd have lunch, we'd get changed, and then we'd go to a, a matinee movie with the whole family and we'd see things like, I can't remember, I think Toy Story we saw one year and you know whatever was out. We would go as a family. And the, when we first started doing that, the movie theaters were relatively empty. Towards the end of that, you know, before I moved off to college, it was packed and so they'd have to buy the tickets in advance. But that was a family thing. And my parents still go to a movie on Christmas because... My sister, who lives in town, is bouncing between her uh, her husband's family and her family, and we just like we're just staying home. We don't want to go out. We don't. I will
0: say that that
1: we'll be having some mimosas or bloody marys. And the movie
0: theater tradition with your family is honestly one of my favorite things that you like introduced into my life (laughs) because you that first Christmas you called me and you're like, "We're going to a movie. Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Movie theaters are." open on christmas and you were like yeah come on let's go to a movie you'll love it and i was like well i have to i have to ask because it's christmas and i don't know and like we weren't doing anything but it was like three o'clock in the afternoon and my parents were like yeah you can go to a movie that's cool and like it's something that we started doing too especially before we had kids
1: before we had kids since we've had kids we haven't because it's exhausting and because like (laughs) when they're real little they open enough presents and it takes forever to get them to open a present or like chew on the corner of the present enough where their saliva dissolves the wrapping paper. Disgusting. (laughs) And and then they get bigger and it takes time. And then like, especially Legos. Legos are huge. It's just not Christmas without at least one set of Legos, even if it's a tiny little set in the house. Somebody gets. But with our kids, there's so many of them and they get so many Legos. Christmas, the afternoon of Christmas Day is Lego building all over the place. Mm -hmm. So we haven't gone to a movie theater. We usually have a movie on, a Christmas story or something. And then there's a lot of Lego building going on. And usually later, as we head towards dinner time, somebody's breaking out a card game or a board game or something going on, mm-hmm. which at that point, you know, by the time that's done, everyone's dissolving in just into fights, <laughs> it's Christmas. especially if it's Yay, Monopoly. Fighting. Oh, the year that the Monopoly came out. Oh, Flipping I mean, the board the left and right. Yeah, it was uh, because we had had Monopoly Junior that year was uh, there was some? It ended up in Fights and Tears. Then we had full and Monopoly. That was ended in tears and fights. Uno ended in tears and fights. So I guess that's part of a, a Christmas well, what, tradition, what too. What did we
0: play last year at your mom's house? Was it Monopoly Jr. or was it something? It was Clue Jr. Clue Jr., which, which has was, the most convoluted set of rules Our
1: kids understand ever. the rules for Clue. Mm-hmm. They aren't the best at the strategy, but they're getting it, and they get the concept, and they can definitely play the game. Mm -hmm. Clue Junior, which is supposed to be easier, was more difficult. That just upset them. They also, she had this uh, rolling of the dice game, and it was a horse racing game. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. The kids love that
0: because we did penny bets too. Yes. But back to Clue Junior, like this game went on for at least an hour and a half straight. All of us, and when I say all of us, I mean you with your PhD brain over there, me with my brain and then it, your <laughs> sister and her husband her husband is a lawyer she's got a gazillion degrees her oldest son was almost graduated college her and husband went to like there. notre
1: dame and georgetown know, he's, he's, a he's super brilliant genius. he's been on jeopardy he made it um, to the finals yeah
0: and so we're all sitting there and we're trying to understand the rules to this games and the kids are like we don't like the little kids are going we don't get it and we're like we don't get it either and this went on for an hour and a half and i was like hey Finally, I went, hey, what happens if you guess and you get it wrong? And they said, you're out. And I was like, I have a guess right now. And that's how I got out of doing the game. And all of the adults followed suit after that because we were tired of playing that awful game. Do not buy Clue Jr. It's terrible.
1: Stick with the original. That's right. Clue is a masterpiece. There's the deluxe version, which is uh, the board opens up even wider. So it's more rooms, more characters, more weapons, more everything. Same rules. Awesome. Just more of everything, which... (laughs) up to the degree of difficulty but in a fun way
0: yeah cool um but yeah that's it's a fun thing to do board games card games we last year not last year a couple years ago your parents had their 50th anniversary and your sister brought this game called relative insanity oh and it's God. basically
1: jeff foxworthy
0: yeah it's it's a jeff foxworthy game but it is basically cards against humanity but for the entire family to play along and it is hilarious and i have no doubt that this year that game will be busted out on Christmas Day because our kids think it's great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. On the topic of food and what we've kind of merged together. Now, one thing we like to do, and this is very traditional, especially Italian families, is uh, the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Which doesn't actually have to be seven, by the way. You, it just has to be an odd number. <laughs> Three, five, seven, nine, eleven, move on. We This is something we've liked to do in the past several years is we really got to, and even when we were in Virginia when we were having, actually before we had kids, because we like seafood. Mm-hmm. So you do a, a variety, an odd number of seafood dishes. Now, some years, and especially when we were in Virginia we had access to great seafood, we could have a lot more fun with this. Sometimes yep. in the Midwest and we're trying to time things out with all the going to various houses and what we got to do. It's a little tighter. Some years, one of the the fishes, the Feast of the Seven Fishes, is goldfish crackers. Yep. Look, it doesn't have to all be fancy. Some of it is a seafood mix. Some are crab cakes. Some are smoked salmon. Whatever. We make it work. We like it. Kids aren't always so into the seafood, but that is one of the ones we're trying to make take hold. At least I'm trying to make take hold, because it's something good for Christmas Eve. But we still like to do the laid-back Christmas Eve. It's not a big formal dinner. It's very much jeans and T-shirts. Mm-hmm. and just chill. Um, if, it, if we are going to church on Christmas Eve that year, it's got to be something that you can basically pull out of the fridge and eat because the timing of the masses suck in terms, of, especially if you have little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time they get out of there, they're hot, they're tired, and they're starving. So they don't have time for you to go and cook, and even if it's something you've prepped but you got to put in the oven, it's not happening. It's got to be yank it out of the oven and feed the kids. A lot of these dishes, especially the seafood ones, work well for that crab cakes you can make, put them in cellophane and get them ready to to fire up. But in the meantime, you can put the spreads out and um, definitely the crackers and dips and veggies and dips and everything. And that's something we really got to do. We definitely get up, have a little bit of coffee for you and me. Let the kids uh, open uh, everything under the tree, and we open stuff, too. And then we do the big brunch like your family did growing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Biscuits and gravy has become a popular uh, Christmas morning brunch. There has
0: to be bacon.
1: There's bacon, and that's our our heavy. There's bacon, there's bagels, biscuits, eggs. Kids like the scrambled eggs.
0: Sometimes there's pancakes, depending on how ambitious I'm feeling on Christmas Day. We've done
1: waffles before, too, but it's very, yeah. Then we do the the stockings and and then we do um the we call you know Facetime and call the various relatives who might not be in town or even who are in town who are coming over and then we think about maybe getting dressed and getting Often out of our we pajama just pants. Hang out
0: in our pajamas
1: like all day, or all if day. we do, it's like four o'clock. It's maybe I should put on something other than flannel pajama pants. Mm,
0: I'm yeah. happy to stay in pajamas all day. They're Depends comfy. on who's coming over. It's true.
1: Yeah, usually. Either a late lunch, early dinner, or just straight up dinner. I'll do something, you know, um, when we can get into food a little bit more here. Like Christmas dinner, we've done, we don't have a traditional meal. We've done turkey, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like Thanksgiving part two.
0: Which is fine because your turkeys are amazing.
1: We've done duck. Yeah. We've done lamb. Lamb was so good. We've done steak. We've done steak quite a few times. Mm -hmm. We have done... Did we do crabs one year out in Virginia? I
0: maybe I don't really remember.
1: I don't know what are we doing this year. We what we, we haven't u-
0: decided yet.
1: What we usually don't do is we usually don't do ham.
0: No, because we're not super big on ham, and I don't want to have like leftover ham for weeks. Because like my parents will have ham, but my mom will turn it into ham soup, and then she also makes some sort like of
1: split pea and ham soup.
0: Yeah, she makes this disgusting pea and <laughs> ham. I'm sorry, it's it's nasty.
1: Does it make you think of The Exorcist?
0: No, it makes me think of New Year's Day because they insist on eating these disgusting beans and ham, and I've
1: they eat black eyed peas. Whatever on Christmas it's, Day. Or no, New on New Year's, Year's Day. Day. Yeah,
0: they but they put ham in it and it's just I have a very bad pairing with it because I think the flavors are terrible. Yeah, so we we are not big on ham.
1: No, we got we do have to figure out what we're doing this year.
0: Yeah. Usually we ask the kids. We like to have no. their opinion.
1: Even Christmas Eve, we and I know like when, we, when I suggest Feast of the Seven Fishes or something, they're going to come up with something like Shrimp Po' Boys. Hey. That's not too bad.
0: That's actually a good idea. We,
1: and if we get some oysters with it, yeah, there's two. Goldfish we, crackers like, would be three. We don't have to have seven. No, we don't have to do seven. Especially Seven when, is a lot. Seven's not too bad when you're entertaining and you've got a large crowd, but if it's just sure. our family this year, like just our... Our kids and us, three's enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe five, depending on how we do it. hmm Especially if we throw in some mussels or clams in a, and I do a steaming basket. Yeah. We could do something fun. Uh, we So Christmas Eve, we'll do something seafood. hmm And um, Christmas Day, I don't know.
0: It depends on what the kids want and what we're in the mood for.
1: And how much effort I want to, like, time I want to spend standing in the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I do prefer if there's mashed potatoes. I have like two days where I need to have mashed potatoes, and one of them is Thanksgiving and the other is kind of Christmas. You know,
1: I'm thinking redo of Thanksgiving, though, with the uh, bacon cheddar cauliflower mash. That was good.
0: That was good. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, moving on from food, uh, one of the traditions picked up from your family is your family would get in the car on Christmas Eve or one of the days or near before. Christmas. Or before. and even like the 23rd or 22nd. And they just go drive around town looking at all the lights. Mm-hmm. And we've started doing that. We did that even when we were just in grad school together. Yeah. We just go drive around together and look at all the displays and stuff. And we've continued that, except years when it's just completely craptastic out. Because yeah. it's like, let's and not there's... spend the holiday season stuck in a snowbank. Or dead. But for the most part, we will go out and take everybody out on a tour of what's going on all the hard work that everyone's done and Mm -hmm. that's something we've continued
0: there are some really elaborate um decorations out now there are places with
1: whole drive-through displays they do in communities Mm -hmm. they do and those are cool too but just looking at people's houses the, the ones who really go all out yeah
0: um i can think of a couple specific neighborhoods in our town or the neighboring town that there must be some kind of contest or something because everybody goes all out with the inflatables and the things that move and like train sets and it's really fun. Um, but I like to make little cups with lids of hot chocolate for all of the kids to have in the car when we go and do this because it makes them feel warm and cozy. And then they're looking at Christmas lights and we're listening to Christmas music on the radio. Now for the little
1: ones, it's in a sippy cup with a lid.
0: Like I said, with a lid. Um, everybody has a lid in the car because I'm not dealing with that. So
1: one of the best moves I did with the current, um, van we have Mm -hmm. is when we bought it, I paid for the, uh, Scotchgard treatment for all the upholstery inside the car.
0: Yep. It was smart.
1: So yeah, that's, that's something that your family had always done that, um, ours didn't really do, but I I like mine didn't do growing up, but I like that ours does now Yeah, is the tour. What else do we have for traditions?
0: christmas cookies for santa oh yeah
1: who doesn't leave cookies and santa and then like a carrot or something for rudolph
0: Mm -hmm. we We don't
1: usually leave milk and cookies for santa though we
0: do not we do have we
1: have a special tray you've got a santa shaped tray where the treats for santa and the reindeer get left behind Mm -hmm. but santa doesn't usually get milk
0: he doesn't because i don't think he likes it
1: well he gets it at all the other houses exactly
0: we want to have our house be a little bit different
1: Santa and sometimes even Rudolph gets uh, cocktails at our he house.
0: They do get cocktails.
1: One year, because Santa got a cocktail, and what does a flying reindeer need? Alcohol. No. Well, yes. <laughs> but a flying reindeer gets a flight.
0: Yep, he did.
1: He got a flight. <gasps> was that a flight of whiskeys I that think year? I
0: it was. Mm-hmm. So he'd yeah. share with his friends, too, if he wanted.
1: Yes but uh santa gets a cocktail and the kids are into it and like
0: the first year we did it kid number one like scrunched up her forehead and she looked over at the pile of christmas books and she was like i'm pretty sure santa wants milk and cookies (laughs) and we were like no because he gets them everywhere else we want santa to be nice and happy when he leaves our house so we're gonna leave him a cocktail and she was like what does it look like and we were like oh it's gonna look like this and we made something very pretty she goes, yeah, this is awesome. And then after that, we have never that had was a question. Like a
1: dirty martini, but also had like a cranberry that was speared by um, rosemary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was very festive and pretty. Yep. But they've been different every year.
0: Depends on what we're in the mood to make for Santa. Yes. I think last year there was like a white Russian or something.
1: it well, was a few years ago. Yeah, mm. white Russian. Uh, there's been various whiskey drinks and vodka drinks and all sorts of festive things underneath the uh, on the right in front of the fireplace I'm
0: pretty sure one year there was next a, to the
1: santa plate with the cookies and the carrots a multicolored
0: tiki drink with an there umbrella there've been a few
1: years with umbrellas
0: that's fun i'm sure santa got a kick out of that
1: yes cuz mm-hmm. that's what santa needs on christmas eve
0: i mean eventually he's going to make his way to the bahamas and
1: look he's not driving the reindeer <laughs> are <laughs> and rudolph's just gliding the way. he's like just we said hey, we look, want
0: everyone nice and happy
1: it's the other reindeer doing all the work rudolph is, rudolph is just lit out front so <laughs> might as well help him stay lit so they right. can guide the way
0: so yeah that's what we leave for santa to drink but we're a little bit more traditional in what we leave santa to eat the kids really like making Christmas sugar cookies. They especially like to decorate with all the different types of sprinkles and the colored icing and everything. So that's one of our big things that we do once the kids are finally on Christmas vacation from school. And generally, we'll keep... This
1: year, it might be a little bit later, but given that Christmas vacation is um, the 18th. Yeah. Yeah, so they got a full week at home.
0: Um, But at some point, they'll make the sugar cookies. Oh, yeah and they'll decorate them and we make sure that we keep a couple they don't all get eaten all at once we keep a couple of special ones that they want to give to santa and those get put out as well
1: along with the carrots and celery mm-hmm. and then they always get a kick out of when they get up in the morning and there's like a half-eaten carrot there and some cookie crumbs and maybe some glitter behind it was a kid one one year did a glitter trap
0: she did she left him a letter and, and she then she
1: filled it with glitter. She
0: filled the envelope with glitter. And we woke up the next morning and there was like a glitter explosion on the fireplace. And I was like, what the heck is this? And she was so excited. She was like, it was my Santa trap and it totally worked. Look at all this glitter I made happen. We're like, why?
1: Yes, you glitter, do this? the herpes of the craft world. Exactly. Once it's released, like it's, still it glitter spreads everywhere.
0: It's been years since she did that.
1: She hasn't forgotten.
0: She hasn't. She talks about it all the time.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, those are our big traditions we do. The merging of the two. While some, you know, after twenty-one years of being a couple, uh, we still don't agree on everything, but nope. it's coming together. <laughs> we got, we got the, we got the gist down, and there's flexibility in there. I think the big thing here, though, is that we have traditions. We have things that it's just every year the kids look forward to. It's special.
0: Expectations.
1: And the same is true whether you are celebrating Christmas or another holiday or you're just establishing that kind of culture in your team, your workplace, uh, any time of the year. Having those traditions, having those things we do every year you look forward to that are fun, exciting, novel
0: also, you're building memories. Like I have very specific memories that I always think of around Christmas time because of things that my parents did every single year, or because of really weird one-off things they did certain years it made such a big impression and like this big giant family mythology has been created around it. For example, one year, while we were living in Georgia, so I was like very young, I think my brother was still a baby or something. My mom was sitting in a chair and she had you know how like when you buy a turkey sometimes there's that net bag thing around the turkey inside of the <coughs> wrapping of it? She there's a picture of her sitting in the chair and she's got this like turkey net thing on her head.
1: And like the, so, the mesh netting just yes, so you can pick it up it's and just doesn't tear up like,
0: on her head. And fast forward like, I don't know, ten years or something, I was making her a scrapbook for Christmas one year and I found these pictures from that Christmas and I was like, what the hell is this? And I asked her, and she goes, "Oh, your dad told me to do that because he said it would be really funny in years down the road." And I was like, "Well, Dad was right because this is hilarious."
1: No, what was really funny was the year that, or the story that keeps going on forever, where she had they had some friends over, the (laughs) cocktails were flowing, and it was great. And she kept talking about to the dude in the corner. (laughs) The dude in the corner was the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree. Yeah, that's one. There's those family stories that just go on forever. (laughs) Great, your poor mother. So we,
0: (laughs) I have those from when I was little. I'm sure you have them from when you were little. Um, Oh yeah. And our kids are definitely going to have them from when they were little. All good, all fun.
1: Yeah. And here we go. We have another holiday season coming up. I'm sure we're going to have stories for future podcasts. But do you have any (laughs) other traditions you want to get into? Are we good?
0: I think we're good. Cool. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, we do have to get into the red arrow challenge. Woohoo! The Challenge is our weekly multi-sport uh, workout challenge. You can compete in any of the uh, categories or all of the above. We have our composite points. It's free to join, free to participate. Go to our, uh, our Instagram. Go to the link in the bio. You can sign up and create a username, and then you just start recording what you do, and you put it in online, and we give a shout-out to the champions each week. And for the most recent week... Swimming! Not a lot of this going on, but... 20 to 29, Gator Boy. No, 30 to 39-year-olds, but 40 to 49, Jessie's Girl. 50 to 59, nobody, but 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill. Running. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, H. Caner 305. 30 to 39, The Logan. 40 to 49, Sarah 906. 50 to 59, Teddy 68. 60 to 69, nobody, nobody older than that, but for our featured members, me walking nine and under easy e 10 to 19 lucky dude 20 to 29 smitha 30 to 39 wildcat 40 to 49 vino mia 50 to 59 mary mary 60 to 69 kilogram mill and our featured members me kind of helps when you're like almost immobile with a sore back
0: my life sucks right now a little bit biking on road
1: 20 to 29, H. Gainer 305. 30 to 39, Cyclopath. 40 to 49, Cyclone. 50 to 59, A. R. Miller. And nobody older than that.
0: Biking Off Road.
1: 20 to 29, It Was a Tie yet again. Smytha and Super Mario. 30 to 39, Dirt Devil. 40 to 49, Cyclone. And nobody else.
0: Sit down paddling. You know,
1: living here in Michigan, I can't believe people are still doing this, but apparently they are. (laughs) yeah just because it's cold here good
0: for them They're,
1: the snowflakes were flying a little bit earlier yep 20 to 29 h caner 305 30 to 39 rando 7 40 to 49 tim 906 50 to 59 a.r miller
0: stand up paddling 20 to
1: 29 gator boy 30 to 39 wildcat 40 to 49 coffee dude 50 to 59 mary mary
0: cross-country skiing
1: 40 to 49, El Tiburon 95, 50 to 59, Big One 64. Skating. 20 to 29. Gator Boy. 30 to 39. SB Tom and SB Nikki tied. Hmm. Hockey. 9 and under Yellow Ninja. 10 to 19. Lucky Dude. 20 to 29. Lexi. 30 to 39. Moose Man. 40 hmm. to 49. Cal Sal. 50 to 59. Herb. Or Herb. Is like it herb her. or Herb? I don't know. <laughs> nobody older than that. And for our featured members, it was me.
0: <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Points.
1: Nine and under Yellow Ninja. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, Gator Boy, 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Sarah, 906, 50 to 59, Mary Mary, 60 to 69, kilogram ill. Nobody older than that. And our featured members, me. Shocking. I know, especially when you're like it hurts for you to move
0: basically i'm not looking forward to standing up here in a minute
1: oh well in that case this has been fun Loads of yeah, fun. yeah we've got another episode coming out next week but until then maybe you might still be sitting here i don't know it depends on how bad your back hurts probably yeah until next time jessica bye bye